Indiana defeated Indianapolis in their first exhibition, but it wasn't pretty. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in. It is the Locked On Hoosiers podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Goins, and lots to talk about on the show today. Before we get into content, though, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash college and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy with Prize Picks. Well, Indiana took on Indianapolis in their first exhibition game for basketball, and it wasn't pretty by any means. And I think we're all lucky that this was an exhibition game um, and that there is time to work on some things before the season starts. So we're going to break down all the stats, look at the scoring totals, talk about the game. We're also going to talk about what head coach Mike Woodson had to say, and then we're going to talk some Indiana football a little bit as well. Indiana takes down Indianapolis in their first exhibition game 74 to 52 and if you just look at the final score you're thinking okay that's cool right first exhibition game you win by 22 all is well right not so fast. Indiana started out extremely slow extremely sloppy and the score does not tell the story of this game. And before we talk about the game, I want to remind you that Indianapolis is a really, really good Division II program. And again, they are Division II, but they're picked to win it all. In their conference this year, uh, they were a 20-plus win team last year. It's a good team that Indianapolis has. And they came in and gave Indiana about all they wanted in this first exhibition. But after a slow start, The Hoosiers turned it on, the Hoosiers figured it out, and they do end up winning 74-52. to Freshman McKenzie Mbaco had 14 points, and we expected him to have a big game. We expect him to have a big season. Uh, The Oregon transfer, Kaleo Ware, he also had 14 points as well. You had uh, Xavier Johnson, who playing for the first time since December with the injury and finally got the waiver and all the craziness with that. He had uh, nine points, four rebounds, and five assists. A really good stat line for your starting guard, your sixth-year senior, um, a guy that you expect to be a leader on this team this year for Indiana. Here's the problem. The first half was really, really sloppy. I mean, it was it was bad, right? You scored 25 points for Indiana. You scored 25 points in the first half. You started out shooting so, so bad. And you look up at the scoreboard, and Indiana's losing near the end of the first half to Indianapolis. And you've got to be thinking, oh, no, like, what is happening here uh, for, for Indiana? And they finally get it figured out. And a lot of the problems, folks, and I know you watched it, missed layups and missed free throws, two things that cannot happen If you're Indiana, that cannot happen in any level of college basketball or any level of basketball in general. You cannot miss open layups 
and open free throws. And that's what Indiana did early on. It took them two minutes into the game to get their first baskets. And just shooting in general just was not good. But the second half, you turn it on if you're the Hoosiers. And it sounds like head coach Mike Woodson had a very passionate conversation with these guys at halftime. And we're going to talk about some of his comments later on in the show. But you put up 49 points in the second half, shooting 65% from the field. Uh, You had Ware, again, the transfer, who uh, made all five of his shots and had 12 points in the second half. So you can see that he is going to be a big, big part of this Indiana team. But for the game, Indiana shot 30% from behind the arc, 3 for 10, and 11 of 20 from the free throw line. The three-point number doesn't concern me as much, right? That's something the team can can work on, and you can put in certain offenses and certain plays to kind of help that and fix that. But going 11 of 20 from the free throw line, that's not the way to go. That's not going to get it done, especially when you start getting in to Big Ten play. So that does concern me a little bit. And again, a lot of you may be saying, well, Jacob, it's just an exhibition game. Yeah, but free throws are free throws, and layups are layups. And Indiana was missing open layups, and all free throws are open, and you're still missing those. And it is early, and those are things you can work on throughout the season as well. That just takes practice and reps. But free throws are so important and could mean the difference in winning or losing some of these big games that Indiana has a non-conference schedule like Kansas and Auburn and UConn and a lot of those Big Ten games against some of the best teams in college basketball. So that does concern me. Again, it is the first exhibition game, so I don't think we can flip out too much just yet. Um, But Indianapolis came to play. They were slow starting on offense as well. And then Indiana turned it on in the second half. Thankfully, (laughs) uh, thankfully, Indiana turned it on in the second half. But you saw the first unit and the second unit for this team, and that's where I want to go next. The second unit for Indiana was really, really good. And that's something that Mike Woodson has done pretty much everywhere he's been as a head coach. He he just strives and, and really preaches having a deep, deep team. And he's talked about how he wants Indiana to have nine or ten guys that he can rely on night in and night out. And I really, really like that for this team. Because think about if somebody's having an off night, like a Xavier Johnson. Well, you can go to the bench and have guys to put in in his place that you can trust. And even if it's a big game in crunch time, you have guys on the bench that you can trust and you can go to and hopefully throughout the season prove themselves to be reliable. So you saw that with Indiana in this exhibition game. Uh, The second unit, a lot of the time, played better than the first unit, which is good and bad, I guess. It's great to see the second unit play well. Obviously got to see the first unit get better. Um, But again, lack of layups and or lack of making layups and the missed free throws, uh, we don't expect this to be just a lights out three-point shooting team. So again, that doesn't concern me. Um, defense looked really good for Indiana at times, um, on ball defending and then defending in the paint. Uh, Indianapolis didn't shoot all that great. They did hit six three pointers, uh, but they shot 19 of them. So, um, Indiana overall, uh, I don't think you can be too concerned 
with that, uh, you come out of the second half and you start on a 10-4 run. Indiana looked a lot better in the second half, and they end up winning the exhibition by 22. It's the first game. It's not even a real game. It's an exhibition, and it is a it's a scrimmage, basically. And it's the first time these guys have played other people, right, played a completely different team and not playing each other. I'm not worried about it. There are things that have to get fixed and things that have to get better. And head coach Mike Woodson talked about that in his postgame press conference. And we will talk about what he had to say coming up in just a minute. But before we do that, want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by our friends at The Athletic Brewing Company. If you haven't heard about The Athletic Brewing Company, let me tell you about a little bit what they do. They have changed the game in non-alcoholic brews and non-alcoholic beers. We all know on a weeknight or even on a weekend, right? You want to go out and have some fun with your friends, but you don't want to feel the effects the next day of having a couple of adult beverages. Well, the Athletic Brewing Company has created some of the best non-alcoholic brews in the country. Full of flavor, they're beating out alcoholic beverages in, in contests, they're winning awards, full of flavor, but just no alcohol. And I've told you before how they've taken out the alcohol, but they haven't taken out the flavor like a lot of other places have. And so you've got to check out the Athletic Brewing Company. They do a fantastic job. They have all sorts of, of options for you to choose. You can find them in a store near you, or you can visit them online at theathleticbrewing.com. That's athleticbrewing.com. And first-time customers online can use the code Locked On for 15% off your first online order. That's code Locked On at athleticbrewing.com for 15% off your first order near beer exclusions and conditions apply athletic brewing fit for all times well head coach mike woodson had some things to say after indiana's opening exhibition game and their win over indianapolis and you can pretty much understand why he may not have been uh feeling his absolute best or confidence. And we're going to talk about that and what he had to say. Uh, but today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience is what eBay Motors is about. eBay Motors is what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. How awesome is that? Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. eBay Motors at ebaymotors.com. Well, as I mentioned, head coach Mike Woodson had some things to some things to say about Indiana's uh, loss, or excuse me, Indiana's win over Indianapolis. May have felt like a loss at halftime when you were really struggling 
against Indianapolis. But Mike Woodson had some things to say, and it sounds like a passionate and really maybe a come-to-Jesus moment for this team at halftime in this exhibition is what got this team back on track. And he had to go in and just say, look, guys, we're playing soft, is what he had to say. And I don't think he was 100% wrong, which is kind of crazy to say, but I don't think he was fully wrong in saying that because there just seemed to be not a lot of energy in the first half. This team came out flat in the first half. And you know what? I think that's easy to do. In, in a game that is not in the regular season, in a game that is not truly meaning anything, and I hate to say it that way, but that's kind of where you are in these exhibition games. Does it matter in the record books or anything? And really on the stat sheet, no. But it is a game where you can have a chance to get better. And it just seemed like Indiana came out a little flat in this game, which is not what you want to see. But they picked it up, especially in that second half. And Mike Woodson had that to say, said he was not really happy with this team, not with the energy level. And, and again, said they were soft, which that takes a really experienced head coach and a confident head coach to uh, be able to come in and say that to your team. Because if you don't have your locker room, you can't say things like that if you don't have the trust of your team. And so was he disappointed? Sure. Uh, but he said he really liked the rotation, was really impressed with the second unit that came in for Indiana, as was I. And I think that's something that that's one of the few positives I think you can take away from this exhibition was the starters picked it up as they went. But the second unit came in and played extremely well and sometimes better than the first unit. So that's what head coach Mike Woodson had to say. And you do have a little bit of time, right? You have time with another exhibition coming up before you open the season with Florida Gulf Coast. And I would expect coming up in this next exhibition for the Hoosiers, I would expect a lot more energy. I would expect a lot more passion. I would expect a lot more efficiency in the offense and on the defense and just in the hustle game as well, right? You would expect this team to not come out flat in their second exhibition, given how this one started. And I think that starts with head coach Mike Woodson. As crazy as that sounds, I do think it starts with him because as a head coach, you have to have the ability to get your guys up for games like this that, again, don't really matter. At the end of the day, their practice games, their scrimmages. And so I think that falls on Mike Woodson. I really do. And do I trust him as a head coach? Absolutely. I mean, he has proven that he is the man for the job. But if your guys come out flat at a game, I put that on the head coach to an extent. Not 100%, but to a, a lot of it, yeah, absolutely. I would expect that to change in the second exhibition coming up this week. And, of course, when the season actually gets started. But overall, it's going to be okay, right? It's going to be okay because Indiana has the talent. You can see that. They've got the depth. They also have a really, really good mixture, in my opinion, of experience with guys like Xavier Johnson and even guys like Khalil Ware coming through the transfer portal. But you also have young guys and really, really high expectation and talent with a guy like McKenzie and Baco, who 
I think, did everything you wanted him to do in his first exhibition game in college. And luckily, it seems like he has shaken off the the uh, incident that he was in uh, with Taco Bell and the police and all that type of stuff. Seems like he's sort of shaken all that away, which is really good. And again, I didn't think that was going to be a whole lot, but seems like he has sort of uh, shaken that off. And so overall, in this first exhibition, the first true action outside of Hoosier hysteria that we got to see Indiana play in, I don't think you can be all that upset. Um, Here's a great quote talking about the halftime speech from Mike Woodson. He said, well, we had a nice halftime talk, Woodson said. He said, I thought to start the game, I thought we were a little tight. I mean, guys not really familiar the first time playing in front of a crowd. He says, not using that as an excuse. He said, hell, we may miss layups, our bigs around the rim, and we couldn't make free throws. And I think those are the two biggest takeaways is – the fact that you could not do those two things. It took a passionate speech. He said, I also thought we adjusted and finally started playing Indiana basketball. And it started with our defense as it usually does in college basketball. When you're not being effective on the offensive side, the thing that you can always control is your effort on defense. And I am a huge, huge seller and preacher on that aspect. He said, quote, I thought our second unit was fantastic. I thought Gabe came in and got the group around him, and they started to really defend, and that got the lead that we needed to have. So, look, it's going to happen in a game like this where new players, new faces, new offenses, new team, everybody's got to gel, and that's going to take a little bit of time. But once that all comes together, I think we can all see the potential is there, and I think a game like this is what reminds us on why maybe the outside media is not hot on this team and this basketball program right now for Indiana. But I still think they're going to shock some people. I really, really do. I think they're going to shock some people. I've seen some overreactions uh, from a lot of IU fans. Just hold on, okay? Just, Just chill out a little bit. We've got plenty of time. The season hasn't even started yet. But I think this team is going to be in contention in the Big Ten. I really, just on talent alone, talent and skill alone, they are going to be in the conversation. But we've got a long way to go. I mean, we've got a long, long way to go. And they've got some things to fix. But how about this? We've got Indiana basketball back. we got to be excited about that, the fact that we have basketball to watch from here on out all the way until April a couple of times a week now that we have Indiana basketball. And you better believe right here on Locked on Hoosiers, your first listen every day, we're going to be talking about this team and breaking it all down. I have enjoyed uh, watching this team. I enjoyed watching them in this exhibition. They've got another one coming up before they open up against Florida Gulf Coast. Things to fix, but a lot of potential for this Indiana basketball team. Well, Indiana football Man, they tried, didn't they? They tried to take down Penn State and shock the world, but they come up just a little short. We're going to talk about that coming up on Locked on Hoosiers. Want to remind you about our college football live show on our Locked on College channels. College football season is here, and this season, Locked on is kicking up our coverage with Locked on College Football kickoff live each Friday. Locked On will go live at 11 a.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. That includes Locked On Hoosiers. 
College Football Kickoff Live. Uh, they will cover playoff implications, which are getting pretty crazy. The conference rivalry games and go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You don't want to miss it. Those guys do a fantastic job. And as we're getting into some really, really big weeks in college football, be sure that you are checking out our Locked On College Football Live show on Friday mornings. You do not want to miss that. And before we talk a little Indiana football, want to uh, let you know that today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. They are one of our wonderful sponsors here on the show. Prize Picks is, if you're not familiar with them, Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Prize picks, uh, it's super, super easy. That's what I preach to everybody. Not only is it a blast, right? Not only is it fun to play, but the simplicity of it is, is really, really impressive. And you have quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. They offer weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Prize Picks discount select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. So you got to get on, you got to be checking them out. They have all sorts of daily promotions and big promotions throughout the weeks and throughout the months. And I bring this one up every time because it truly is a game changer with prize picks. Their reboot policy has your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For NFL and college football games, uh, college football top 25 matchups, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college. That's L O C K E D O N C O L L E G E for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use the code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. And prize picks is your daily fantasy sports made easy. So be sure you go and check them out. We appreciate them being the sponsor of today's show. Well, Indiana football, uh, again, they tried to take down Penn State. They tried to shock the world. They just couldn't quite get there. And this was an exciting game, ladies and gentlemen. It was in the early slate, right? Not, I mean, absolutely nobody had Indiana competing in this game. Oh, wait, one person did. I did. I said Indiana was going to cover in this game. They were 32-point underdogs on the road at 11 a.m. in Happy Valley, taking on the Penn State Nittany Lions. I said Indiana was going to cover. Now, did I think they were going to be in this thing in the fourth quarter and have a chance to win the football game? No, I will admit I did not have that. Uh, but Indiana, they fall to Penn State 33 
to 24. You're tied after the first quarter, right? You're down by three at the half, and things are kind of looking good for the Hoosiers in this football game. Then you go down and you give up a touchdown in that third quarter, but you roar back and score 10 in the fourth. Now, Penn State scored nine, and you were in this game late until Penn State got that late score. But, man, Indiana had their chances, man. Brandon Soresby's a really good quarterback, and I think he is more talented than people give him credit for. He got a chance to show that off this weekend on the national stage against a top-10 team in Penn State. He went 13 of 19 for 269 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. What more could you ask for from from Brendan Soresby? I mean, what more could you ask for from this quarterback? Drew Aller, we know he's talented. He went 20 of 31 for 210, three touchdowns and an interception. And Penn State, with the rushing defense they have, they kind of shut down Indiana's rushing attack. And I told you on Friday that I thought Indiana had to run the football. They only ran for 80 yards. Only ran for 80 yards. That's not a whole lot. They pretty much let Brendan Soresby sling it around the yard. And my goodness, he almost came up with the biggest upset of the year that this would have been. It would have been statistically one of the biggest upsets in college football history. A 32-point underdog on the road. I know it was a conference game, but 32-point underdog on the road against a top-10 team, an Indiana team with two wins on the year. And they came that close to doing it. I mean, a really, really inspired performance by the Hoosiers. A game that started out kind of ugly. Uh, you had, you know, you had some big scores in there, but you had a lot of punts in there. It was kind of an up and down game, was it not? I mean, it was a really up and down game. But man, I just can't get over how Indiana had a chance to win. And look, a couple of your first scores were big plays. A 90-yard touchdown, uh, you had a 69-yard touchdown, and I tweeted this out on the Locked on Hoosiers Twitter. I said, any complaints here, Hoosier fans? Any words? Shoot, if Indiana wanted to do that all day, I would have been fine with that, and I'm sure a lot of you would have been as well. But a couple of big plays, you go up 14-7 late in, in that first quarter, then you let Penn State come back. And as I mentioned, you're down by three at the half. And on the road in a sold-out Happy Valley Beaver Stadium with over 100,000 fans, that's all you can ask for, right? All you can ask for if you're Indiana. Down by three at the half, have a chance. Then it sort of started going the wrong way. And Indiana fell down by 10. And you're like, oh, no, here we go, right? Here it comes. Here comes Indiana football. They put together a 12-play drive for 80 yards. That was really, really impressive. Something, I'll be honest, I didn't think the Indiana offense had in them. But they did it, and you're within three. And then this is when the game got crazy. I mean, this is when it really got crazy. Because Indiana kicked a field goal. We have a tie ball game at 24. Penn State goes down and scores. Then you give up the safety. There's a touchdown, the safety, and that was it. That's all she wrote. Here's my takeaways from this quickly. Indiana football fought, man. They fought until the end and had their chances to win. But here's what separated a win and a loss for the Hoosiers. You had a massive talent gap. You were on the road. And at the end of the day, 
James Franklin's a really good coach. And I'm not saying Coach Allen's not for Indiana. But you can just see, you could physically see the difference in Penn State, a top 10 football program in the country, and Indiana. You could see it in the size. You could see it in the speed. You could see it in the athleticism. And the fact that Indiana was in this football game really is a miracle. I said they would cover, but I didn't think they were going to be tied with Penn State and within a touchdown in the fourth quarter before things kind of got out of hand. Credit to Indiana, credit to this team, and luckily the schedule really gets easier from here. You have Wisconsin coming up this weekend who fought tooth and nail with Ohio State. Then you have Illinois, Michigan State, and Purdue. Three teams that all have losing records. And we've talked about how that is an opportunity for Indiana to get better, right? That's a chance for the Hoosiers to really turn the season around at the end and try to build a little confidence going into the offseason. We'll see how those games go. I'm excited for Indiana football. I'm proud of them. Uh, They fought extremely hard. And if you say anything else, if you're disappointed with the loss, sure. But how many of you realistically thought Indiana was going to be in this game, right? Enjoy the moment and be proud of the team and the program. And this should give you some confidence in these last four games. And as I mentioned, try to give you some confidence going into the offseason. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Hoosiers. Be sure that you follow me, Jacob Goins, on Twitter, at Goins2Jacob. That's G-O-I-N-S, the number two, J-A-C-O-B. Be sure you follow the show on Twitter as well. Just search L-O underscore Hoosiers, and be sure you follow that. I'm tweeting out all sorts of updates and comments and always want your take on Indiana athletics. Comment down below uh, your thoughts on the exhibition game, Indiana football, and what you want to see from the show coming up as basketball season is approaching, ladies and gentlemen. We are like a week away. Isn't that crazy? We're a week away. So comment down below, like, and subscribe to the channel on YouTube. I appreciate you making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen each and every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which is your team every day. We'll be back tomorrow, Hoosier fans. Until then, stay safe, and I'll talk to you later.